You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello everyone, it's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hi, I'm Jillian. And I'm Sierra. And we're from the podcast, Women Did That, here to introduce Queen's podcast today. We're from Utah, so we know every non-swear in the freaking book. But Katie and Nathan know all the real swears in that gosh darn book. There's going to be a heck of a lot of swear words in this show, so if that is not up your alley, this show is probably not the freaking one for you. And you can find us anywhere you find podcasts at Women Did That. Thanks, bye! Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. We were just prefacing this with how we need to find more interesting ways to start the show because it's always just, hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just go with it. And whatever comes to us happens. And it was, hey, Nathan. (laughs) So today we are talking about the notorious DDP. Diane Zapoitier. She was The notorious DDP. How I, that's. Genius. Yeah, that just came to me. I love it. Just Just came came to you. I I know I'm a genius. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she is famous for being um, the scandalous and much older mistress of King Henry II of France. She was a total cougar. Yeah. Um, And so today we're drinking uh, Golden Elixir. Which, she had this huge beauty regiment. She was always, you know, touting her beauty regiments and things and like that. And it sounds like she drank some gold. And she drank some gold. And spoiler alert, she died. Um, and so we're toasting to the golden elixir, which is uh, lemon, water, honey, cayenne, ginger, vodka. Vodka. So it's basically like one of your, you know, the it, detox drinks. It that, looks like orange juice. Like, it looks like it's a mimosa, but then you drink that's it. That's the turmeric. And you're like, I did put turmeric in it. it is not a mimosa. No, it is spicy. Not. I wasn't so, expecting to like it because I don't really like cayenne pepper, but this is nice. Delicious. I also, you know, because I'm extra, I decided to put some passion fruit in it. Mm. You know, get a little fruitiness because mm. Nathan the fruit. Nathan, um, you getting a little fruity? Yeah. A little fruity since 1985? A little fruity for that booty. <laughs> a little uh, fruity for that booty. <laughs> Diane de Poitier, a little fruity for that booty. So, anyway, today we're going to give a shout out to Shay, listener Shay. She was the first person to leave us a Facebook uh, review on Facebook. <laughs> and she totally was like, hey, I should get a shout out for this. So... so we're giving her a shout out. Shout out. Thanks, Shay. She said, uh, she gave us a very nice review, but then she was like, 
I do wish they would curse less or something like that. And I just got a funny idea. What if? We, how funny would it be if we had a curse jar? Like a swear <laughs> jar that we put money into every time. Every time we curse. Oh, and then donate that $100 to charity. We need one of those, like, buzzers, that, that taboo game. Oh, you know, yeah. And you have like, a buzzer every, every time, time we curse. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, back to Diane. Some people say she was born New Year's Eve on 1499, so, like, right there on the cusp of and being in the 1500s. Some say that she was born in, like, January 9th, 1500, and some say September 1499. So, we don't know, but somewhere around four, 1499, 1500 that's still compared to some of our queens that's still you know a much narrower guess than we've gotten on other ones uh so she was born into nobility she was like you know had a little bit of a silver spoon in her mouth so (laughs) yeah (laughs) her father was jean de poitiers and he was lord and commander of the military and like a distant cousin of the royal family really into hunting yeah super into hunting yeah their whole family was like they they could just hunt all day they loved it. Like. And her mother's name was Jean as well. So that's fucking confusing. Um, <laughs> you need to put and, a coin in the cursing jar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mother Jean's family, Mother Jean, her family had been in good graces with the royal family for a couple of generations. Yeah. So either way, she is set on the right path for life. So they named her Diane after the Roman goddess of hunting. Yeah, and also the moon. <laughs> and the moon. That's where her name is, Diane, Diana. Yeah. There you go. When she was six, her mom died. We don't really know much about their relationship. No, just very, just short-lived. Yeah, I mean, and then, so Diane was sent to go, sent off for her education, which, you know, whenever we look at it through our modern eyes, we're like, well, that's sad that she had to be sent away from home, but at the time, that was, like, what you did. Customary, yeah. Yeah, you wanted to send her off to, like, go get the best schooling possible, so that meant she had to go somewhere else. So she went to live with this duchess, uh, the Duchess of Bourbon, whose name was Anne, and she was, like, a really powerful woman. She was, like, the, the like, five billionth, I think it's yeah. the eleven. yeah. King um, Louis the Five Billionth, that was his sister. And so uh, education, <laughs> yeah, education. It was like her thing. Yeah, it's this huge, Duchess Anne, huge. she was like, she like, that was like the thing. If you could afford to send your daughters to go get educated by the uh, Duchess of Bourbon, that's where you sent them. Yeah, and I feel like the French are very into educating their women. Yeah. Like, it, well, this time period, both, um, I mean, it was the Renaissance. And so, yeah. and the Renaissance in England and France and Italy and stuff like that, all those places that were like really forward thinking for the time, they were educating their women mm-hmm. like they were educating their sons. Even though with women, though, there still was some more focus on dancing and playing the piano yeah, and stuff like that. music and stuff like that. Duchess Anne oversaw her oversaw her education. Oversaw. Oversaw her education. Um, and so her education would have consisted of, you know, they learned political stuff, mm-hmm. uh, courtly manners. I loved this, um, in quotation marks, new manners, which basically meant like, if you got to wipe your nose, use a piece of fabric meant for wiping your nose, not just your hands, and then wiping it on your dress. Like, that yeah, was right. the new manners. Oh and she would have also been taught uh, languages like Latin and Greek. She knew those, like, at seven and nine or yeah. something like that, where she's super young, and she's already, like, fluent in yeah. three languages. She, like, during this time, learned to, like, detest gossip. Which is really funny, given um, her future life <laughs> and how much gossip would go on about her. But oh, she just like she was just like, I just don't have time for that shit. I need I need to learn my languages and I need to go hunting. 
I don't care who's yep, sleeping with who. She loved to go. She hunting. loved hunting. Like, she was very, very athletic for a woman at the time. Like upper classes, the women did go hunting with the men, but like she would just go riding for fun, and she would go swimming, and she would play tennis and stuff like that. Whereas like most women just stopped at riding because the men were going riding. You know, yeah, like she mm-hmm. just she was just athletic and she enjoyed it. So she. She was beautiful. Yeah. Hands down. She was like, gorgeous. Everybody, everybody. The would description always comment how we have at her about her, like at this young age, like 13, 14, something like that, is that she had porcelain skin. She had chestnut colored hair. Um, she had brown eyes that were shaped like almonds. And she was smoking fucking hot. Mm, mm. Get it, girl? Mm. So she's young. She's rich. She's well read. She's beautiful. She loves sports. So, I mean. Great A marriage material. This is like any dude is like yes. chomping at the bit to get her. Mm-hmm. And at age 15, she's married off to a dude that's like. 40 years older than her. He was 56. Uh, uh. His name was Louis Debris, and he was governor of Normandy, and we've decided to call him Easy Breezy. Easy Breezy, beautiful cover girl. Easy Breezy, beautiful <laughs> old ass man. Okay, grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about Easy Breezy. Um, he was the governor of Normandy. He was the descendant of a French king through an illegitimate line. His grandmother yes. was this woman named Agnes Sorel. I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about her I'm sure we'll she do her like, own episode. She was like the first Yeah, she was the first official mistress. French I mean, obviously mistress. not the first mistress yeah, ever. Yeah, but like they officially but named like, her, you This know, is your place at court. This is your yeah. title. Yeah, that was his grandmother. <laughs> the title of Ho for show. Um, <laughs> his official title was uh, Grand Sanchel of Normandy. And he was also... Head hunter of France. Oh, so, that is like his. I mean, he got a good wife they, for him. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was super <laughs> but she was tight. Like Fifteen. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he was super tight with the current king, Francis the First. So King Frank and his queen Claude would come over to um, the Breezy residence, which was this place called Annette, and go hunting all the time. So it wasn't a love match, but it really seemed like Easy Breezy and Diane. They got along. They got along. They were, I mean, from, she was devoted to him, and they both liked to go hunting, and they both liked to read and discuss politics, and I mean, it's probably not the husband she would have picked, but this day and age, husbands can, like, just treat their wives like shit, and there'd be no consequences, and from all evidence, it appears he was super good to her. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that's, like, nothing to write home about now, (laughs) but back then, it's like, your husband doesn't slap you around, Right? (laughs) So there were some sources that said that he may have been hunchback. So I only found those. I didn't find any that in any contemporary sources, like things that were written during his lifetime about him being a hunchback. That was like stuff written, being written about Diane like years and years after her death. Ah, Like her first husband was a hunchback. So no wonder she went for this child, you know, or something. Yeah, something stupid. So who knows? I don't think he was, but that's... We're just reporting what we've heard, people. (laughs) So like any other woman that we've talked about, it's time to make babies. Like, that is your job in Renaissance time. Baby, I'm making time. In every time (laughs) in history. Yeah. So she has two daughters with Easy Breezy, um, Francois and Louise. And um, she had the first one when she was 18 and the second one when she was 21. And they were both born at uh, the Chateau de Annette. 
which is like the um, Debris ancestral home, like the Easy Breezy's home, Easy Breezy House, <laughs> Breezy House, Chateau Breezy. So um, when she was about eighteen, she became a royal lady in waiting, which um, is score huge, yeah. huge deal. Yeah, um, and she was a lady in waiting to uh, Claude, the yeah, Queen, Queen Claude, of France. Frank's Queen. Yeah, and um, Claude was supposedly like a really sweet lady, so. People, Super popular. Yeah, like, um, I mean, if you you could have ended up being a lady-in-waiting to a real bitch of a queen, but this lady was supposed to be super nice, super, like, sweet to her ladies and everything, so... Score. She was present when Queen Claude gave birth to her second hun- son, Henry, which... <laughs> Is a little gross the further we get into this story. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little creep creep. Um, well, she was lady-in-waiting to Queen Claude. She was in charge of teaching all the royal children their courtly manners. So when Queen Claude died, which was super sad because, like we said, everybody loved her. loved her. She was, like, the most popular woman, and she's a sweetheart. Um, so then... And she died. She was, like, only, like, 24 when she died. Yeah. Super sad. Super young. So then she became a lady-in-waiting to the king's mother. and France is at war with Spain. The king, Frank, um, was real into getting his hands on some of Italy. Like, he <laughs> thought or that France should own part of Italy. So, long story short, Spain, Italy, France, fight. Fight. They just, they're just, it's not going great. So, what does that have to do with Diane? Her dad did some really dumb shit. Yeah, so... (laughs) And he he knew some people that did some extremely dumb shit. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, it's complicated, so we'll just give the cliff notes. Diane's dad tried to help construct a plan to have part of France break off and go under the rule of the Holy Roman Emperor. Like, in return of being part of this plot, he would get, like, some title, some reward, something like that. Yeah, and so Easy Breezy found out and... Totally ratted him out. <laughs> yeah. Easy Breezy was like, mm-mm, no, not in my house. So in 1524, uh, her dad is convicted of treason uh, and sentenced to be beheaded, which is no, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> yeah. February 17th, 1524, Jean de Poitiers was led to the execution block where his head sat for one full hour before the king <laughs> sent a par- pardon and converted his sentence to life in prison. One full hour with your head on the execution block. Dramatic much? I know. I kind of love King Frank for that. For just being like, oh, I'm going to send a pardon, but make him sit there for an hour. But can you imagine? What do you think was going through his head with like... His, like just kill me already is just probably like, what Just like, is. so are we doing this or not? Nah? Because I'm starting to get a crick in my neck. Or do you think he was just bawling uncontrollably? Uncontrollably. I would, I would be bawling. Be, yeah, I would just be like, like snot running down the execution block. What's happening? So Diane had to literally plead for her father's mm-hmm. life. Um, and then there was a rumor that she had to sleep with the king. Because she to, did. So the day of before. Of course she had to whore herself out. The day before that um, execution was supposed to take place, Diane went to plead for her dad's life. The king being like, look, he didn't come up with this plan. He just had bad advisors, whatever. And so then the king pardoned him. So, yeah, the rumor was she slept with him. I don't, I feel like I don't think she slept with him. Because if you were a king and you were out for vengeance for somebody that you felt like was a real traitor, would sleeping with somebody change your mind? No. 
Especially when you're the king of France and you could have any woman you want. Right. Would that really change your mind? I think he was going to pardon him anyway. Yeah, from what I read and what I gathered was that he was more, he, he wasn't as, he wasn't as like involved in the crimes yeah. as much like, as the other people who had planned he, the rebellion. So he wasn't as guilty as the others. And from what I read, he, the king was going to just, pardon him anyway yeah that's what i'm thinking before she even said anything so it wasn't even to me i don't think she did it could could a nip slip happen you know (laughs) because she had been like hey pardon my dad oh no how did my boob fall out (laughs) let me put that back in there (laughs) so i mean maybe there was a nip slip wardrobe malfunction hey it is super bowl sunday so we have to fit in a wardrobe (laughs) malfunction reference in there Anyway, so that happened, um, but it didn't hurt Diane's position at court, probably because her husband was the one that tattled anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, he kind of threw... Yeah. And um, so in 1526, King Frank was taken captive by the Holy Roman Emperor, who was also, also the King of Spain. And if you go back to our Catherine de' Medici episode, which we're going to reference a lot in this episode, you will um, learn that we don't really completely understand what the Holy Roman Emperor is. <laughs> no, it's and that confusing. in that episode we decided that it was a state of mind. <laughs> but um, it's anyway, more or less just the thing like the Pope's like, "Hey, yo, you run this shit. You now. run this shit. You got this." <laughs> anyway, so um, Frank is taken hostage, and to get his own release. He agrees to be, like, swapped out for his sons, um, which is, you know, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Because his, his sons are little boys. Um, his son Francis and his son Henry. Francis is eight and Henry is six or seven. I mean, what kind of parent does that? That's crazy. Anyway, so they were hostage for four years in Spain and, like, varying states of captivity like when they first became hostage they were you know kept in a palace yeah um but then after they didn't receive their ransom money they were then moved to like a not so nice palace and then after they didn't receive more of their ransom money they were moved to a fucking dungeon <laughs> a shithole and their children yeah we're talking like kids eight seven you know babies kids like little tiny kids but anyway Diane, uh, remember back, she was teaching them courtly She was like their and, governess yeah. at this time. Um, and so when they went to get sent off, their mom's dead. So Diane walks the, the boys out to their ship along with their father to like bid them goodbye. Henry just like fell into Diane's arms and like gave her a big kiss on the cheek and was just like... The whole time he was over there, he... Was just thinking about her like that is what a real woman is. That is. I wonder if some of this had to do with like him losing his mother. At I'm, a sure. Young age. I'm sure. I'm so sure. And also, she was around that she, age too. And I've read so. that um, Henry wasn't. I mean, they come back from this four years later, and Henry is not a happy child anymore. He's not no. the sweet little boy that was sent off or anything. He feels like everybody in his life that he's loved has betrayed him or or died. His mother died. His father sent him to prison. Yeah. Um. And so he came back like this real sad, melancholy boy, but he'd always had Diane in his head as like, what a nice person. Yeah. Somebody that the was ideal, nice to me. The ideal woman. And then they come back and she continues teaching him and everything 
and teaching them courtly manners and stuff. And he's just like, yes, that's what a woman should be like. And they have, so um, to end the war with France and Spain, the the king, King Frank, has to marry this woman, um, Eleanor, I think, of Castile. I've, I've read her both being Eleanor of Castile and Eleanor of Austria. So I guess she's from all over just the place. Your poison. She's from she's from all over the place. So they had, you know, jousting in in celebration of that. It was customary for when the princes came out to salute the queen at the joust, and instead he saluted Diane. Mm, he wanted her nuts. Mm. <laughs> he was like twelve, so let's <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna get a refill. <laughs> Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Thing done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Hey y'all, spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Take, you take it for a minute. <laughs> so Diane sadly loses Easy Breezy in 1531. So Easy Breezy dies. And she returned and retired from the court, you know, because she wanted to mourn her husband's death. Well, that was customary. Yes. Like, and for, that's to what retire you did. for two years. Also, what you did was yeah. you wore black. Yeah. And so what I think she you were be- supposed to wear black for one year. Yeah. But she just went, this is what I wear now. And wore black and white for the rest of her life. Yeah, so she picked up the black and white. So she picked up white. She's kind of the, the chick that made that a huge fashion yeah. statement. Yeah, well, because um, she, you know, she, I guess she just liked, you know, I'm a widow now, so I wear black. But also the black and white symbolizes the two sides of the moon. Mm-hmm. And she's Diana, the moon goddess, you know, all that. So And part of me always thinks, like, it's mourning what and a, purity. And what, what a this. fucking fashion icon. I know, right? All these other French bitches are just, like, no, I'm just wearing it because it's so popular right now. And she's like, um, it's of the duality of man and the dark side and the light side of the moon. <laughs> she's Read some philosophy, you God. basic. 
<laughs> so Easy Breezy <clears throat> left her pretty fucking wealthy. I'm uh, rich, bitch. Uh, yeah, she was really rich in the lands of Annette or Anne. <laughs> is it Anne? I guess uh, yeah, it would be because the T is silent it, it, in just, French. If you're doing your own research, it's A N E T, like Annette. Yeah. Right? So, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but they they left the lands. I mean, Easy Breezy left those lands to her uh, mm-hmm. when he died because he had no sons. And she um she also ended up inheriting her father's lands which under most circumstances should have gone to back to the crown because mm-hmm. there was um but i read that what she did is like she she got them to leave the home to a lesser nobility and then, like, like a poor nobility yeah it was a poor noble family and so she left it to the poor noble family and then bought it out Bought it from her. Either way, whatever she did, smart it, businesswoman. It, it was like, smart. She was definitely a businesswoman, and like, um, whereas most people, widows left with all this land to manage and stuff, probably would have hired, you know, somebody to do it for them. She ran it herself, and she ran it very well. She was very profitable and good honor, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, <coughs> while she was away from court, the king's uh, mistress and de Pisslier. <laughs> she started to spread these crazy ass rumors and a pissy pants, pissy pants, yeah, and to piss. <laughs> um, she spread all these crazy rumors <clears throat> about Diane. Well, she had heard about she um, hated her. She hated her, and like she had heard about like oh this this woman that's going to be coming back after her time of mourning is over, like may have slept with the king and also is like the hottest person any of us have ever met in our lives. She's totally just jealous. So and a pissy pants was just like. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, and like... Was she- they disagreed on everything. Politics, religion, she was Protestant, and... So you couldn't be outwardly Protestant no. in France at this time, but there were... So the king's sister, who I'm sorry, I think her name was Margaret, but it was the 1500s, so like one in three people's name were Margaret, so I'm not <laughs> sure. But anyway, the king's sister was um, really... Like interested in learning about Protestantism. Protestantism. There we go. (laughs) That was difficult. There we go. Lutheranism is what I'm going to (laughs) say. Calvinism or something. She was really interested in learning about that. So while King Frank was around, while you still couldn't just be Protestant, you could, um, it wasn't, you weren't going to get burnt at the stake for reading about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It and wasn't so like a... she was like, and a pissy pants was Protestant, like adjacent. Uh, and okay. Diane was. Hardcore Catholic. No. Heresy. Brenner at the stake. Yeah. Hardcore Catholic. Hardcore Catholic. So when Diane was poised to return after her morning, Anne was just ready to like scare. Booga, 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 booga. Scare her away. Get the hell out of my court. Diane returns and King Frank like arranges like this big to do. His old riding buddies back. And not in that way. Not uh, that kind of way. As soon as I said it. If y'all pony, let's do it. Riding my pony. That's not what I meant. <laughs> His old hunting buddy was back. How about mm, that? <laughs> I like that. Mm, what are they hunting? Men's is it? Oh my god, Nathan. <laughs> so she picked up her old job of helping with the education of the children, teaching yeah. them all their things, courtly manners. <laughs> and, but, so, that, um, Anne, bitch Anne, was just like <laughs> spreading really these nasty don't like rumors. Anne. 
she was so nasty to her. And a pissy pants. And a pissy pants. And what makes me so mad is, like, she would just, like, she would, like, commission. I've only read this, like, one source, so I don't even know if it got this caddy, but I believe it. Um, She commissioned, like, um, poets and stuff to write these poetry these poems about like this old decrepit woman yeah i read that too and it's like and it was obviously supposed to be about, about diane her. yeah bitch she was 31 she was and, not old and decrepit she was the most gorgeous was, woman yeah in so she was like trying to make fun of how old she was even though she was so beautiful and it's like and yeah. how old are you and a pissy pants and was like i think eight years younger than her Ooh. like <laughs> but oh anyway um, She's definitely into pissy pants. And like you mentioned, whenever we were chatting about this beforehand, Diane was kind of one of the guys, like going out riding. Yeah, she was going, like total bro, going and like, playing tennis, yeah, and she, swimming and stuff and like that. And that was not I common. Was I mean, I'm men, sure but... there were women that did that back then, but it wasn't very common for a mistress to be going hunting. Yeah. with the king. And well, she you... wasn't his mistress, <laughs> not yet. Yeah. No, not Francis. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be a really good way to become a mistress. So why <laughs> was she so jealous? Um, so everything I read talks about how she's still so hot when she's so old. Oh, my God. She's not that old. I mean, she's like our age. <laughs> right. But I guess 1500s, early 30s. In 2018, early 30s, probably. A little different. A little different. A little different. Um, Diane, she, she said that the reason her skin stayed so, like, young and beautiful is because she took cold baths every day. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking, like, oh, this is a little chilly. Like, she would go swim in the lake in winter. Like, cold. 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 And, like, and wasn't it, like, she would, she took, like, a cold shower, not shower, but bath or whatever, mm-hmm. got into the river, and then she'd go back home and she'd like read a book and sit and, like, in bed, sleep and... go back to nap, and then she'd eat like a little oh, snack. So surprise, and... surprise! Uh, lots of sleep is good for your skin. Uh-huh. No, but when I first read this, I was like, oh, I, like I tried to take a cold shower. I was like, I'm going to try cold showers this week. No, that lasted all of 20 seconds. Yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. No, I will get some Botox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, she was really into the beauty regimen and she had her like strict diet and schedule and if you think about it like when it, what i was reading like she would eat small little meals throughout the day she never like ate a big meal or yeah anything. Unless it was like it, a feast day or looking something. back she's right yeah like, that keeps you skinnier that yeah. gets your metabolism well, and also so a lot of the stuff that she was doing is good for you also she stayed day. super active until the last like couple of years of her life and so now we know that getting exercise, swimming, you know, stuff like that is good for your health, thus good for your looks. Back then, they didn't know that. It wasn't known that, you know, exercising equaled <laughs> being healthy. Yeah, right. Know? And she actually became the role model for the Renaissance's Nine Laws of Beauty, which, okay, I, I personally feel gypped. I researched this, and I only found eight Eight laws. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight. Yeah. I don't, we don't want to go through them all because. They're pretty shallow. It's, and it's just so stupid. And also because I would not be considered beautiful by these standards. No, says, because like. It says three things. It's like three things small. The breast, the nose, the head. Katie At the breast, sucked. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> three things big. The arms, the thigh, the calf. Katie, you're out. <laughs> I got some chunky thighs. I got some thick thighs. I do squats. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it just goes like that. Three things black. The eyes, the brows, the lashes. Yeah. Why are the brows black? I don't know. What if you're blonde? Are your brows still supposed to be black? I guess I don't know. So. Either way, just she layer was... Layer on the mascara. It goes on, on your eyebrows? Mascara yeah, uh, on your eyebrows? Katie. I don't know. 
So anyway, uh, three things long, the body, the hair, the hands. Yeah. So I'm, it just basically lists three things white, three things black, three things red. Like it just lists these things that you're supposed to have. And it was apparently modeled. And it was supposed, yeah, it was supposedly They liked their girls her. with a, let's, let's just say they liked a pear-shaped girl. Yeah. Like they wanted a thicker butt. Thicker yeah. thighs, but, but a small, small boobies. Small and tall and everything and long and with black eyebrows, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have black eyes? Too? I, I don't know. Well, Mistress Anne decided that she's so super fucking ancient and she's still so beautiful and she also got her dad off from um, the treason, so she must be guilty of witchcraft. She's a witch! Burner! She turned me into a newt! Oh. It's, I feel like this is deja vu. Like, yeah. How many people have been accused of being a witch? Uh, Elizabeth Woodville's mom. Yeah, we've had a few. We've had a few. It yeah. doesn't matter what they do. And They're witch. You know what? You don't fuck around with oh, hell no. being accused of witchcraft. So Diane was like, hey, she's maybe, scared. maybe I go home now. Yeah, maybe she's I don't work at the court anymore. Because witchcraft was something you get burned alive. Yeah. Like, it, no questions asked. You may not even get a trial. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. You literally won't even get a trial. They just send you straight to the chopping block and burn you alive. So um, Diane was like, well, this was fun, but I better be hitting the dusty road. <laughs> but then who comes to like her defense is the young Prince Henry. Henry loved Diane. Well, yeah, ever since he was a little boy, he was just like, she is the model of beauty. She is the model of, like, courtly manners. She's, he, I think he's got some mommy issues with her because his mom died and she was his governess. But he, like, found out Anne was, like, slinging this trash about Diane and was, like, stood up to her. Yeah, he's like, nah, girl, I got you. And it worked. Um, Henry would have been about 14 at this time, but I think that, Anne was at least smart enough to realize, oh, maybe I don't get the princes mad at me and stuff like that. So she backed mm-hmm. off a little. And also a lot of people already loved Diane because she was, like, sweet and fun. Yeah, and beautiful. Good-natured and... and, yeah. She continues to be the young prince's friend and mentor. In 1533, Henry is made to marry Catherine de' Medici. Uh, maybe you've heard of her. Maybe we have. I guess we should have started this episode with, if you haven't listened to our Catherine de' Medici episode. Be a good one to go in here. Go back and listen I to remember, it. Because I remember in our episode, we were like, we really didn't want to talk about Diane. Yeah. Because she was the mistress that Catherine really, yeah. Whereas like, in this one, so like, I didn't want to talk about Diane too much in the Kathy episode. Because I, Kathy would be rolling in her grave. Because Catherine would be really mad at us. But with Diane, I feel like we have to talk about Catherine more. And I feel like Diane always kind of felt sorry for Catherine. I am too. I mean, it is clear Di- as day to me. If like, Diane was here, opinion. she'd probably be like, oh, yeah, you can talk about her. It's fine. Poor baby. Yeah. You know? I genuinely do think she does so bad for So Henry and Catherine were married um, in 1533, and they were both 14. It was not a love match. Yeah, Remember poor how, little Catherine was not the looker. She was not pretty. She was not super charming. Um, but and so here you have Henry, who's been looking up to this beautiful goddess, goddess of Diane, and then he gets you this know who's look. like one of the guys and like chills. And he and, gets this small little plumpy woman that doesn't really speak any French. And, and the only really reason know. that they're together is for politics, power, Her, money. Like as we mentioned, his dad had a big heart on for Italy. Yeah, and, and Catherine wanted... of Medici was like from the wealthiest family in yeah, Italy. Well, she was the Pope's niece yeah. at the time. And anyway, um, she was the Iron Bank. <laughs> I really, she was the Iron Bank. We make a lot of Game of Thrones references. Um, I really think 
Henry resented having to having to marry Kathy. Oh yeah, he did. I, I think it was he just felt forced. Here he had spent how long like in captivity, but, and then he comes out of captivity and he's forced to marry this ugly chick that yeah. he doesn't really want to. And like, Diane he feels like a slave. Yeah, absolutely. Diane encouraged it. Um, I think a lot of that was because well, one you have to like she believed in like country over self. Yeah. And then two, you know, she was such a hardcore Catholic and this is the Pope's niece, you know, yeah. so he, she like encouraged it and was like, no, you'll learn to love her. It'll be fine. I mean, even after Diane was like, go do it, do it, do it. She, he was still like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, I can, I can definitely sympathize with him. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> so anyway, so he's like 14 when they get married and then a couple of years there are hazy. But sometime between 1534 and 1535, Henry and Diane's relationship becomes romantic. Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> he's 16 and she's 35. I wish so bad I could say he's 18. <laughs> he's so make almost it, there. I feel like that's why there's not a whole lot of movies about, because like it's such like a beautiful let's, love let's, story. Let's face this. She was what, 15, and she married a 56-year-old man? No, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, it's a... So this is not, for her, It's a doublement it's standard, absolutely. Yeah, she's yeah. like, this is a double standard. I can fuck this 16-year-old. It's gross. But, because <laughs> <laughs> you kind of, you were there whenever he was born. Like, yeah. that's a little weird. Like... <laughs> oh, but people, people thought this was weird at the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> that noise you just made. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is a scandal. This is fucking scandalous. I mean, people then thought it was weird, too, because, yeah, you always saw it the other way around. You didn't see it with a much older woman, with a younger man. Yeah, it wasn't common for for love. Like, I'm sure there were still, like, some marriages that happened for, like, stately reasons where the Mm -hmm. woman was older than the man. But, like, for love, like, for your mistress? Yeah, for her was, to be that much older? It that's was weird. not normal. I mean, the age of consent in the Renaissance time is fucking gross anyway. Yeah, like 11. Like, no, 12. 11, yeah. I think it was 12. Oh, God. <laughs> like, God. Oh, well, there wasn't really so much age of consent as, like, this is when you can legally marry your daughter off. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. Anyway, um... I really do think, though, it was more than just physical. Well, yeah, he, he had issues. He had, <laughs> he had some mommy issues. And also, I really do think he kind of felt alone in the world. Like you said, he had been in this prison. And then he came back and he had to marry this woman that he doesn't really know. He doesn't have anything in common with. Hardly speaks the same language as. Oh, obviously you're using me. He felt used. I really do think the one, and this is heartbreaking to me, the one consistent thing throughout his entire life is that Diane de Poitier was always nice to him. And she was always there for him. Yeah. And he can't say that about anybody else. So I think it really was like a deep emotional bond yeah i totally agree with that like they were did i already say that maybe he had some mommy issues yeah (laughs) (laughs) right a little bit so poor Catherine. yeah she was she was fucked yeah (laughs) when the affair started uh the french were starting to you know question was this really a good match was this 
what they were, you know, Henry doesn't seem happy. Catherine doesn't seem happy. There's no babies. They didn't have babies for like nine years. Yeah. But Diane would make sure that Henry would like include Catherine in the state affairs. Because like whenever he had to go to dinners or something, he wanted... He wanted Diane sitting by him. And so Diane was the one to be like, no, like, your wife should really be sitting next to you. See, I can really admire her for that. Yeah. Like, she, I don't want to say this is a negative thing, but she knew her place. Oh, like, I don't think that's a negative like, thing I don't at think all. It's a, like, she knew yeah. what he was supposed to do, what yeah. she was supposed to do. And, you know, you're supposed to sit with your queen. Yeah. You're not supposed well, to not sit with Well, not your queen. He wasn't even... I mean, well, yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll get Spoiler to Spoiler alert. <laughs> he wasn't, because he was the second son, remember, he had... An older brother. brother. So that brings us to, in 1536, Henry's older brother, Francis, died. Like, he was playing tennis, and then he drank too much cold water afterwards and collapsed and died. Sounds like a heart thing to me. They they think he may have had tuberculosis, like modern medicine, but I... I don't understand. <laughs> let's not let's not get caught up on that. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, some some people thought he was actually poisoned. Yeah, that was because like, uh, he drank the water for and died. a couple of years. So, but I mean, then it, it would, was. I mean, I could I would make the connection too. Yeah, but yeah. So now Henry is um, so the heir apparent in France is called the Dauphin. 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 Guess and, what, motherfucker? You're the Dauphin now. And I do not think he was too into this development. I don't think he wanted to be king. No, he didn't. He didn't have the uh, gusto to be He king. didn't have the gusto. And what didn't help with that tension of him not, like, being the ideal next king is that, um, you know, remember, Anne to Pissy Pants. Hmm. And Diane, like, Anne was shook. That her rival was going to be the next king's mistress. Like... She shooketh. She was shooketh. <laughs> um, but instead of trying to make friends with Diane, she, like, went for the jugular. Yeah. And... She, what a she, massive bitch. I know. She, like... <laughs> so, Henry had a younger brother, Charles. And so, Anne, like, started this whole faction at court of, like... Let's get Charles above Henry. Like, let's pass up Henry for some reason. She just hated And put him. Charles in the next. But then Charles died. But, like, it was all because he, she hated Diane. And... How petty. I know. And she would always point out how young and beautiful she was compared to the old and decrepit Diane. I bitch, you're eight years younger. You're eight years younger. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> Yes. So jealous. Jealous much? So, like, a long time passes between him becoming the Dauphin and becoming king. <laughs> I love how you get off the sheet. Dauphin. <laughs> um, so here's some things that happen. In 1538, Henry has an illegitimate daughter with some chick, and he names her Diane. So, obviously, there were rumors that it was actually Diane's baby, but I really don't think that happened. I, you know, I don't know. I read some really compelling theories about, um... Well, well, look at you sounding all smart. I know. <laughs> the only, the, the reason that in the end I don't think it was Diane's baby, and I think he just named her Diane, because, you know, like, in Forrest Gump, <laughs> when he names the boat Jenny, because it's Jenny. the most beautiful name he's ever heard. <laughs> so he's like, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> I named her the most beautiful name that I knew. <laughs> 
Um, you do a really good impression. I know, I do a really good Forrest Gump. But anyway, <laughs> so what was I saying? <laughs> oh, no. So at first, because so, I read so many theories about why it was Diane's baby, but, like, at the end of the day, why, if they loved each other so much and she was already, like, the royal mistress, why would she pretend the baby wasn't hers if it yeah, was? Yeah, she's already got the, yeah, she's already got the standing in court that's not a big secret. That yeah. She's the mistress, because this is France, where they, like, literally give you a title. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, you are the chief So, hoe. what I <laughs> read about, like, why she would have been like, oh, no, that's not my baby, even if it was, and, like had this whole facade was because she didn't want to have to like admit to a bastard child like I had you out of wedlock and you're a sin and blah 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 Uh, so it would have been easier because she was still in the child's life because she's the governess she's like continues to be the governess of all the children royal children so she just thought it would be easier to be a governess than to like live with the shame of telling a child like yes i brought you into this world in in sin okay but i honestly but i don't think i don't know honestly i I don't think so because i think it's a fun theory though having having a child so i don't honestly think that she would do something yeah anyway so Catherine finally gets pregnant after fucking years years, of years and years it, it was actually really sad like yeah reading of all the things that they had to go through yeah like uh and was it him that had the ding dong problem so I don't really fully understand we had this conversation in the Catherine de Medici episode like it was like the what he like had it to have flowed sex. out in a weird way yeah. to where like he had to be doing in a certain position, position to, to get her pregnant. Yeah, so I guess they like finally figured out what that position and Diane was. Diane was like, "Hey, you need to do a doggy style instead of missionary." So <laughs> you know something like that. That's in the history books now. <laughs> um, but no, so she finally becomes pregnant. So yay! Oh my gosh. I mean, they weren't friends. No. And you mean Diane and Catherine? Yeah, Diane and Catherine. They were never friendly, but they did kind of eventually come to an agreement where it's like um, Henry would come (laughs) to. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. Henry would come to Diane's room and Diane would like fool around with him and get him all riled up. And then whenever he was like about to make his baby juice come out, (laughs) he. I'm sorry. Be professional, please. If you could keep it together, that would be great. I can't. So then, at like the very last minute, she would send him off to Catherine, or he'd like finish with her, and then come back and spend the night with Diane. I think there was like a there was a letter of something of how it was said, and it said he would Diane would lay with the king, and then instruct him to quote unquote lay with Catherine, and then come back and lay with Diane again. So just insert the word bone. Lots of laying. Lots of laying. So she was pretty much the one getting him horny. Yeah. And so normal. This is completely normal. (laughs) Not weird at all. Her apartment was like down a spiral staircase directly connected to the king's too. So she had like direct access to his room. Yeah. And so it was very easy for him to be like, hey, show me some side boob. And her to be like, (laughs) here you go. And he's like, like, damn, I'm going to go bone that other nasty chick. (laughs) Like... It had to have been something like that. Do you think like side boob? <laughs> side boob? This is the renaissance. No, like. I'm just saying, side boob was probably hard to just, like, pop out with all those corsets and shit. Oh, It'd yeah. probably be easier to do a nip slip, don't you think? Yeah, a nip mm. slip. Anyway. <laughs> so then Catherine and uh, Henry have, like, ten babies. Like, bam, 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 bam. But, I mean, Diane wasn't stressing. Like, she knew... She's she, their governor. She, she, she's the one educating them. Yeah, and she knew she was never going to be able to be queen anyway. So she... 
he may as well be having these babies with this woman he doesn't love, you know, and then coming back to her afterwards. So in 1547, the king of France, Francis, he dies. Yeah, on Henry's 28th birthday. So he's pretty young. Yeah. Losing his mama and his daddy. Yeah, and so Henry is king at 28. And Diane is now the official royal mistress at age 47. Wow, cougar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, At his coronation, Henry had to wear, like, the royal doublet with, like, the colors of France, so, like, red and blue. But he had all his, he had all his, like, posse, all his guards, everybody wore black and white. Hmm. And he had this um, symbol, which um, it's these three crescent moons. It's actually like an old pagan symbol, I think, but he adopted it. And it's these three crescent moons all intertwined. And it's supposed to, I mean, moons, Diane. And so all his guards wore that. And he also had come up with this symbol that's, um, it looks it looks like two Ds combined, like backwards. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle, there's an H. So, And he wore that on his yeah. doublet. The best way to describe it is like one D is just like a... Just regular that, D. Re- just that regular D. It's get, just that regular old get, D. Get that regular D. You just get that regular and D. And then you have a, a regular D reflected on the other yeah. side. And so your in the D's, middle, your two Ds. Your double Ds. <laughs> yep. And in the middle, they make an H. Yeah, they put a line in between. Yeah, so to break um, up the double D. To break up those those D's, man. <laughs> um, but no, he. So all his guards are wearing black and white. Have the the crescent moons on it, which is a symbol for Diane. And he wore black and white every day. Yeah, after the, I mean, he had to wear the blue and red to symbolize France and on his uh, coronation day. But yeah, for the rest of his reign, he wore black and white every day too. Yeah, and she was also given. Another title. Yeah. The Duchess did a Valentois. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds fancy. Valentinois. Um, so Diane is now the most powerful woman in the country. Bye. Yeah, and I even read that he would sign official court documents, Henry Diane. Yeah. Like Yeah. Like Or she what? would sign them. Or he would just be like, Oh, How I'm too busy. Pissed off would Can you be you if you're that? Catherine de Medici? I know. Like you would be pissed. You're like, bitch, you are signing her name. So then um yeah, so he's they send off um Anne to pissy pants. They're like, <laughs> Bye, you gotta go. She pissed her pants way too much. Well, you know what? She was pissing her pants because um whenever Henry came to office like, there was a little hint of treason that, like, at the end of Francis's life, she was trying to convince Francis, who was, like, out of his mind from syphilis at this point, of, um, hey, sign over some of these lands to Spain uh. for my, or something like that. And so she thought they were going to um, put her on trial for that. But instead, they just were like, no, we're, we're going to take your um, title, which was Duchess de Tomps. And um, give it to Diane. And so she was like, oh, my God, yes, just take it. Just take it. Just don't kill me. I don't me. want it anymore. And so Diane is now the um, Duchess de Valentinos and the Duchess de Tomps. And so she's a double duchess. Double D, bitch. Double duchess. <laughs> anyway. So he, Henry gave her all the jewels. All, all the, the crown jewels. jewels. <laughs> oh, my. The family jewels. <laughs> But no, again, poor Catherine. He gave his mistress all the crown jewels. The queen's supposed to have the crown yeah, jewels. Yeah, she's like, bitch, fuck you. Mm. Like, what? Mm. <laughs> so the Pope actually did send his, wait, what it was his so, niece? Uh, so the, the, that Pope is no longer. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Pope, the Pope uncle's dead. And so it's a new Pope. 
I kind of went down a rabbit hole about this. Um, there's this thing called like the Golden Rose, I think. It's, a, it's like a Catholic award. Yeah, it's a Catholic award, basically. Yeah, he sends it to like Catholics doing a good job. And um, Catherine Some... de Medici was one of the first women to actually get the um, Golden Rose. Double clap. So he sends that over to her for Henry's coronation. But then he knows like, Should, I got I got to do something for this mistress too. So the Pope sends the royal mistress. A gift of, like, some fancy-ass pearls. But that was not normal. No. <laughs> That's just how powerful she was. Yeah. He was like, the Pope was like, ooh, can't offend Mind her. you, like, her whole entire beginning of her life was spent studying politics and court. Yeah. And matters of that. She so was she was a, a smart She lady. was a smart, smart witch. She's, She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> Burner. Um... So she uses her position to get her daughter some really great marriages. I mean, neither of her daughters, like, go down in history for being that noteworthy. But, but her daughter, Francois, actually ends up being Catherine de Medici's lady-in-waiting. Uh, they were lady tight. They were tight. Kathy yeah. and um, Luis were tight. What does that say about Diane? To me, it's like she can rise above the fact that, oh... I'm the mistress. What does that say about Louise? She must have been really cool. Yeah. <laughs> for like, so, to have like her mother's rival to be like, nah, you're cool, actually. <laughs> I didn't want to like you, but I do. Oh, oh, oh. And around this time, guess who comes to live at the court? Mary, Queen of Scots. We may cover her. Oh, we're done. One day. One, One day. day. I feel like we've done a lot of um, <coughs> capital punishment queens lately, so yeah. I'm a little... We don't want to execute anybody else. I don't want to execute anybody else for at least another couple of months. It's so. depressing. It is. But anyway, so um, but what... not yet. Right now, she's, just a little, she's like five years old, and she's come to live in France, and Diane's, you know, her governess, and probably had a lot to do with um, the young queen's upbringing. So, Diane had this... Um, really nice chateau <laughs> and it was time to pimp it bitch <laughs> yeah so the um chateau de anna is that how you said it would be i've been saying annette and i say anne anne okay so um a n e t yeah google it anne that sounds right uh anyway so yeah it it was old ash uh old ash old ass chateau <laughs> and yeah it was time to pimp it out um and but i mean it was like do google it look at it now it's where it is stunning yeah it's where beautiful. it's located it is just absolutely perfect there like, i would be happy as a clam at high tide girl happy <laughs> as a clam at high tide yeah you never heard that i've never heard that what is it are clams clams eat at high tide yeah oh okay <laughs> Silence. <laughs> anyway, so all over this uh, newly remodeled chateau, um, there's all kinds of symbols of their love. There's yeah, remember those, the double D's. There's the double. There's the double D H thing. There's the three moons everywhere. All over this chateau is um, symbols of uh, Diana, the goddess, the huntress, the moons, um, and Diane even posed for this one sculpture. And it's now in the Louvre, and it's her and two of her dogs, and she's got, like, a bow and arrow, and she's naked, and there's, like, a stag there. Looking fierce. Shit. She's supposed to be in her 50s. If that's how she looked naked in her 50s, um, no wonder the king was into her. Like, right? like hello. Slamming. What do, what do they do in the cartoons? They're like, hello. Aruga. <laughs> Where'd the Animaniacs go? Hello, nurse. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's been, like, forever. Holy shit. I did also read that, like, 
maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but Catherine de Medici ended up taking over that Not chateau. an A. Not an A. Mm-mm. Not the, an A? No, it was the... Um, We'll get to the other one. Okay. It's the other one. No, she... Well, because Annette was her husband's ancestral land. Oh, that's so right. So the crown didn't have any claim to it. You're right. So anyway, she was kind of the royal scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Henry did some pretty nasty prosecuting of the Protestants. Like, his dad was a little okay with people that were Protestant curious. He was not there for that shit. Not having it. He was not there for it. During um, his reign, he, like... I think I read that he had, like, um, in the first three years, 38 Protestants burned at the stake. I probably will cut this if it's okay. <laughs> I know. That's fine. So no. let's be, be quiet for a second for editing. Um, also, Henry started a lot of uh, wars with other countries, got, you know, reopened up those wars with Spain. Which puts your country in enormous debt. Yeah. Like, you're, and you so, have no money. And so, of course, Diane is blamed for it because you can't straight up blame the king. And she was, like, his closest advisor. So She's a witch. Well, so all the people in the country are being like, oh, she's making him spend all this money on these chateaus and shit. That's why we're all poor. And, I mean, I don't know if she had any influence on the wars and stuff. Like, she definitely would have advised him, but I don't think that she would have been, like, a strong person of interest there. But um, she was super Catholic, so I can't. I can't um, say that she didn't have something to do with, like, those heretics getting burned, you know? Yeah. Quote-unquote heretics, you know? Um, Oh, yeah, and speaking of those 37 people that were burned at the stake, uh, they were all of the lower class because you could – because people of nobility couldn't be heretics. Like, that was the law. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) They didn't do that in England. King Henry VIII, which was, you know, one generation before this, there were – well, Killing were, everybody. There were plenty of heretics that were just, that were, anyway. Moral of the story, if you had money, you weren't a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> if you had money, God went, you get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she did have some opponents. like uh, One or two. <laughs> but like the main one that I that'll come to play again in a minute was a man named Anne Montemercer. Montemercer. Yep. But his name was Anne. So she's just got bad luck with Anne's. I mean, there's a dude that came out of the woodwork named Anne just to Oh, no, he, he had been no. he had been a royal advisor since, like, before Henry was born. But um, he just had nothing to do with the story up until this point. And, <laughs> but, yeah, he was a dude named Anne, and he thought that Diane had too much power. And he wanted um, to replace her with a less powerful, like, like, a mistress that wasn't so political minded because most mistresses were totally fine just to yeah. have lots of jewels and houses and be but Diane yeah. kept getting involved in shit so anyway we'll come back to that in the well, meantime enough, enough sad shit let's talk about castles right Henry in 1555 gave her the Chateau de Chanesseau and in our Kathy episode we called it the love shack love shack Baby love shack. This place is gorgeous. It is, y'all. No, seriously, Google it. It is so beautiful. And it's it was so different looking from the time that she was given it. And then, like, after she did her renovations. So it's on the river, which I think has to do with why Henry gave it to her. Because she loved to go swimming every morning. Yeah. So what here, we talked about, yeah. Yeah, so here's a place on the river. And she built... This bridge across the other to the other side of the river, with um, <coughs> like this 
housing on top of it. And it's just, I, I've never seen something like that before. No, it's it's beautiful. so beautiful. Um, Architecture for her was huge. Ooh, like, yeah. a lot of her stuff, a lot of the palace that she was in, it was all about the architecture. and. Well, something also really interesting that her and Henry changed before, like, her father's reign, or, I'm sorry, um, Francis's reign was all about, like, trying to copy... Frank had Leonardo da Vinci come and die in France because he was so hard up on, oh, Italy's got all the forward thinkers, all the forward artists, all the forward architects and stuff like that. It's the Renaissance. Yeah. And so um, Henry and Diane were like, they were like, make France great again. (laughs) And so they would only hire French architects. And I mean, I got to say, they did some beautiful work. Oh, no. They did. Yeah. And... But Kathy was crushed. I read that whenever um, Catherine became pregnant with her third child, I think it was, she asked the king um, for, like, I guess my push present. Do you know what that is? Like, Mm-mm. push present now is obviously was not a term in the 1500s, but now it's like, for pushing that baby out, I'm going to buy you a present. Uh, so basically, she was like, after this baby's born, I'd really like the love shack. I don't shack. have babies. So. Yeah. I don't and um, understand these things that do not compare. Whenever he gave it to Diane instead, she felt like, what a fucking slap in the face. Yeah, bitch. I don't think Diane asked for it specifically. I just think he had always planned to give it to her anyway. Kathy was pissed. Pissed this shit. Yeah. Sucks, sucks to be Kathy. Oh. <laughs> sucks to be Kathy. Yeah. She wasn't the prettiest gal. Yeah. She had Diane always, like, breathing down her neck, so being the pretty one. They go on... God, she was his mistress for so long, and I really do think they love each other. But she really, at this point, wasn't into sex as much anymore. I mean, after a while, I mean, she's in her she's, 50s. Yeah, she's in her 50s. She's in her 50s, and he's in his 30s. So, I mean, she she couldn't really keep up with his all the sex that he wanted and all the time. this even gets worse, because later on, she has a horse riding accident where yeah. she fucking breaks her leg. In 1751, like, a clean break of her leg. Ugh. And so she goes back to Annette, which is, I'm just going to say, because I don't feel like trying to say it French. She goes back to Annette <laughs> um, to recover, but she doesn't stay there long, because she gets word that Henry is having... Another affair. With Lady Flamingo. <laughs> Lady Flamingo. <laughs> no, her name is Lady Fleming. So there's this lady, Janet Stewart, comma Lady Fleming, that Go was from, Flamingo. she was from Scotland, um, and she came to France as Mary Queen of Scots governess. So that dude, Anne, that we were talking about earlier, is like, so Lady Fleming was supposedly really hot, too. But not in, like, the distinguished way that Aunt Diane was hot. More in, like, a busty redhead that makes body jokes. You know, like stuff the, like... The opposite of the nine laws of... Yeah. The eight laws. Yeah, but I she was still, like, eight. super fucking hot. And Anne just, like... Man Anne just pushed... <laughs> pushed her in front of the king, thinking, okay, this woman is hot and would make a better mistress because she's not interested in politics. She just wants... To have sex and babies and jewels and castles. I mean, it worked because Henry got her pregnant. And so Diane comes hobbling back to court. Her leg is Mm -hmm. not fixed. And she chews Henry the 
fuck out. Like, I cannot believe you'd do this to me. I can't believe you'd be so reckless to get her pregnant. And guess who loves every minute of this? Catherine! <laughs> She's like, yes, queen. But also something about Lady Fleming, like, that Henry hated. I don't think she really ever had a chance of becoming the royal mistress. Like, even if, even if Diane wasn't there, I don't think she would have ever had a chance because Henry was so embarrassed about how undiscreet she was like yeah she would walk into the room and be like hey did you hear i fucked the king yeah hey hey i saw his pee pee yeah like whereas diane (laughs) kept her business to her fucking self yeah she was blabbing her mouth well diane didn't need to go blab in her mouth everybody that looked at them together could tell that they were in love yeah you know but lady fleming was just sort of like walk into the room and be like I just had sex with the fucking king. <laughs> no, if you've never seen the video, I've just had sex by Lonely Island uh, featuring Akon. Go look it up right now so that that reference is funny to you. But anyway. anyway <laughs> so um, Scottish bitch is pregnant. Diane's like, she's got to go. Yeah. And Catherine, who before she found out she was pregnant, just thought that um, Diane was pissed because, haha, he's sleeping with someone else. No. Diane, Catherine <laughs> finds out she's pregnant and goes, uh, she's got to go. And King Henry is like, well, can we wait until she at least has the baby? And they in unison say, Negative. no. <laughs> got to go. So he sends her pregnant ass back to Scotland. And Diane lost her shit. <laughs> yeah. She was re- like, it was a huge strain on their relationship. Funny story. Like, so whenever um, Lady Fleming gets over there, has her baby. She has a son that she names Henry. And like... Right after her baby was born, she tries to go back to France, but the Dowager Queen of Scotland, Mary Queen of Scots' mom, was like, no, you have embarrassed us enough. You're not wow. going back. And wouldn't let, she didn't get to go back until after the <laughs> Queen da- Dowager Queen was dead. Yeah. My butt burns. I that. know, right? <laughs> so, um... Use more lube next time. They... Ooh. <laughs> Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it just to embarrass you. Although I don't think you'll be embarrassed by it. No, I won't. Though all. I feel like we do need to put $10 in the swear jar for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Anyway. So, um, Henry. They recover. Their yeah. relationship does recover. Um, it takes some time. He does end up ha- getting some other random bitch pregnant. That, rando like, chick. Some rando chick. But you know what? Compared to a lot of French kings only having... Oh, they were players. Like, yeah, compared French to a lot of them. players. I really do think for the most of his life he was faithful for Diane. Well, I guess you could... Not faithful because he was fucking Catherine, but only because he had to and because she made him. Yeah, yeah but, she made him. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was fully I mean, aware. He's a grown-ass man. He's making his own decisions. But I feel like for the most part, he was pretty faithful to Diane. But, um... Yeah, he had some fling with a girl named Nicole. Yeah. They had a baby. He lost interest. Sent her away. And then things go on... Things get back to normal. And Diane is basically de facto co-ruler again. And everything's cool. As we mentioned, Spain and France had been fighting. As a truce to the end of their war, he has his daughter... Um, get engaged to a Spanish prince. Yes. And so, like, that's a peace agreement. So there's this huge celebration for huge. the peace agreement. Huge. 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 And huge. Henry, Henry the biggest celebration. Ever, the highest ratings. The best. Of ever. Any celebration ever. Huge. 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 Anyway. Huge. We went jousting. 
<laughs> while we were jousting. It was a beautiful jousting. It was fabulous. <laughs> but unfortunately... Jouster in the eye. Henry got jousted in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He got a he lance. Was, but he was, what's so cute is like he was wearing black and white. Oh, he wore, so he like, wore her, he wore Diane's favors jousting, which that was a thing that like knights would do yeah. when they I jousted. We discussed that before. Yeah. But in case you didn't listen to any other episode and you're like, what are favors? What does that mean? It's kind of like the lady. A handkerchief. Like, like here's my uh, handkerchief and it's supposed to be like the lady that you love to bring you luck. And so he wore Catherine's uh, favors, like her handkerchief or whatever, around his uh, jouster. Um, but got jousted in the fucking eye. He it didn't work out so well. And um, a lance went straight through his helmet into his eye and a splinter went into his brain. So he was fucked. Ooh, he it was took fucked. him 10 days to die. He lived 10 days. 10 days. And, and from what, what I read, can it you was imagine? like agonizing. Oh, I'm sure. Like they didn't have, we talked about this in the Kathy episode, they didn't have morphine. They didn't have the old <laughs> morphine drip. But um, no, whenever it happened, Kathy, Diane, and um, what's her name? Mary, Queen of Scots were all in attendance. Like they all were like sitting right next to each other when it happened. And what's so sad and is so I'm like, sure it was like ah! every single one of those ten days he, called he was for her. calling out for Diane because and, that was his love and, and Catherine was having nothing of it. And she was like, she's No like, way, nope. Jose. Sorry. She's like, I'm sorry, he's not making any sense. He's uh, delirious. Who? I'm sorry. Who? What, yeah. what are you saying? Oh, it's so sad. So on July tenth, uh fifteen fifty nine, Henry dies. It's the love of Diane's life dies Gone. at age forty. So Diane, obviously, as the headmistress, is forced swiftly to get the fuck out. Go ahead and get gone. GTFO. Now. (laughs) She had to go ahead and get gone. And um, Kathy was like, oh, and you need to give me the love shack immediately. Uh. The Chateau Chenonceau. Oh, and all the crown jewels while you're at it. What a bitch. So, but she was like, but in return, Diane, you can have the Chateau de Chaumont. Which um, which was up until this point, because Kathy was real into, like, mystics. Mm-hmm. So she would always have astrologers and psychics and stuff like that around. How was that not, like, against Oh, because she was Bible? queen. Because she was queen. Oh, so they just yeah. turned me on. Their anyway. Up until that point, that's where she had had all her mystics hang out. And, and Diane's like, So nah, Diane was there for, like, nah. roughly two days when she went, nah, I, I'm not staying here. <laughs> I'm good. This no, place is creepy. I read something really interesting, and I couldn't find any pictures of it, so I want to go to the um, Chateau, Chateau de Chinesol or whatever, the um, oh, the Love yeah. Shack. I want to go there because like, <laughs> I've read that. It's a little so, place where we can get together. We Yes. <laughs> let's get together there. But anyway, I read that. So Diane did um, part of the gardens in the back. Mm-hmm. And then when Kathy took over, she did the other half of the gardens. She didn't take down Diane's. She did her own style. Oh. So they're like opposing. And supposedly, oh. I mean, what I read, I think, was from like the 90s. But, I mean, why would they change it from the, I don't know. Supposedly, it's supposed to be the two different styles are still oh. there. So I'd really like to see that. That's cool. Yeah. I would, too. Yeah. So. Um, she just returned to Anae and just lived out the rest of her life. So. Do you think she missed court? I don't. See, okay. I think she. I don't think she did. I think at this point, she's older. She's made her influence. She's done. Da-done, done, done. 
mm-hmm. and she's just ready to live out the rest of her life. And comfortably, because she she's still rich as shit. court? Maybe a couple like of times. Like the influence. Like the influence and being able to talk to so-and-so and getting together with so-and-so. and Like, yeah, she may have missed a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but I don't think she missed all of it. So I think she probably really missed the royal children. She had yeah, been in all of the... I and especially agree. if people are right and that... Uh, that illegitimate child, Diane, was actually hers, and she probably missed the shit out of her. I think so. I think she definitely missed the royal children, but I don't think that she would have ever, if Henry, if she hadn't fallen in love with Henry, I don't think she would have been like a lifetime courtier like she yeah. was. Like, I don't think she, she definitely had the brains for it, but like you said, she hated gossip. Yeah. She hated, you know. So I think, yeah. I think she missed the, the people, the children, but I think she was happy to retire. And she lived a pretty low-key life. Yeah. After after Henry died, it was just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> she, she kept up with her riding and hunting and swimming well into her late 50s, early 60s. Really, just not a lot is known after, Yeah, uh, you know, her life at NA. Yeah. Annette. In 1764, she fell from her horse and, like, really hurt herself. How badass. Like She's she, still riding the horse when she's 64? Yeah. Like, like she's how just like, badass is that? That's amazing. Um, but she never really recovered. Which, I mean, age 64 in the 1700s, that is a long life. Yeah, and two years later, she died at 66. And when they actually remodeled Anae, they built a, a funeral chapel where she was entombed. And Kathy got to be buried next to Henry, but uh, whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Bitch. Um, During the French Revolution, the revolters, well, because you know they, we talked about it in the Marie Antoinette episode, they were going and just like emptying out like the tombs and like the funeral everything. homes yeah. of like the rich people because they were like, you know, down with the aristocracy or whatever. And so her body was untombed and thrown into a mass grave. Hashtag rude. Very rude. Disrespectful. In 2009, however, researchers were able to identify her body from the place where she had broken her leg before. Yes. And they studied her remains and they found lots of gold. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, yeah, she had been, they, they were able to determine that she had been Drinking liquid gold. So back in the day, because you're bougie and you're in the Renaissance, you thought, oh my god, I'm going to drink this expensive ass fucking metal. Well, they're like, gold is pretty. I want to be pretty. Therefore, I shall shall ingest gold. gold. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Um... First off, your immune system would be compromised. Second yeah. off, you would be drowsy and miserable and feeling weak as fuck. Third off, it can kill you. And it killed her. Um, that's what, what I we believe. Don't, I don't know. Well. I believe it. Okay. So I guess I would need more information. She just drank gold. She just drank gold. And that's wrong. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> you dead. So, I don't know. She was beautiful well, until they, her 50s, they so I might start drinking gold. I don't know. They excavated her bones and found that she had like 500 times the amount of gold that you should have in your body. How much gold does a person None. usually? <laughs> um, but <laughs> well, the way you said it, 500 times of gold than the normal person. That makes me think. I think, oh, does somebody I have think some it's. Gold? They do. You do. You have a little. But anyway, so let's talk about and okay, her she, legacy. Yeah, let's, her legacy. We was, could talk about the gold for 10 hours. So let's let's just. I love gold. I love gold. Um, yeah. Okay. So there are basically 
two schools of thinking regarding her legacy. Numero uno. Mm-hmm. She was either this power-hungry fucking cougar mm-hmm. who manipulated the king because he had mommy issues. Or she was, like, this really smart woman who wanted to be with the man she loved who just happened to be king. Um, but, you because, know. you know, in history, you can't just be, like, a regular woman. You've either got to be, like, deceptive and power-hungry or whatever. She's a witch! She's a witch! <laughs> I think... It's some kind of mixture of the two. I think she was fucking fabulous. Oh, no. She was definitely fucking fabulous. Black so, and white? Yeah. Black and white. Black Mark and white. Queen. So, cheers to Diane. Diane, love you, girl. Love you, girl. Oh, can you call me later? <laughs> no, you can't. You did. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, hit us up. Um, you can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, queens underscore podcast. Uh, we're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Obviously, we're on iTunes at Queen's Podcast, where it's all one word, smushed together, Queen's Squish Podcast. It. Hey, while you're there, leave us a review if you have time, please. Like our past reviewer who got a shout out today. Yeah, maybe you'll get a <laughs> shout out if you ask. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Follow us. Uh... Facebook at Queen's Podcast. You can leave us a review on Facebook now if you want. Our intro music is by K-Sparks. Featuring Beyond Belief. Thanks for letting us use your song, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Kissy, kissy. Love you.